Hi, I'm Kate Somerville, founder of Kate Somerville Skincare and Melrose Clinic. And what I love about beauty is the freedom to be creative, to really heal and help others and just be free in the world. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Welcome, Kate. We're so excited to have you here. I am so excited, April. This is really an honor. So thank you for having me. Of course. I feel so privileged to have gotten to meet you several times and throughout your career and the growth of your brand. So I'm excited to get to dive into how it all started. And I know you have the most amazing story of overcoming a lot of obstacles. So do you want to like reverse and start there and give us a little bit of how you got into aesthetics and, and that whole journey, which is quite incredible. Yeah. So as a young kid, I actually grew up with really troubled skin. Like I had eczema as a kid, you know, when my mom took me to dermatologists and, you know, at a young age, they put me on steroid creams and that's not really good for you, especially as a young person. So I really understood what it felt like to be really uncomfortable in your own skin and also embarrassed, right? As a kid, because I was an athlete. So it was painful, but then it was embarrassing. So Early on, my mom, we lived on a farm and she one day just had the inkling to put goat's milk in my bathtub. And the weird thing is, is it helped me. And so I was like, okay, so like what we put on our bodies and different products like they really work. It really set me on a journey really young to figure out my own skin issues. And then I was going to college. I was going to school for interior design, which is my real first love, believe it or not. But I had a friend that was a dermatologist, and I just moved to San Luis Obispo, kind of on the outskirts of San Luis Obispo, a little town called Cayucas. And there you really kind of needed to figure out your own way, right? Because it was a smaller town and this dermatologist friend of mine said, you should go into skincare. A lot of my nurses are starting to do deeper peels and helping me out doing facials and those kinds of things. So I thought that was a great idea. And when I looked into aesthetic school, it was pretty quick to get your license. I've always been an entrepreneur, like even in high school, we lived in the Central Valley where it was a lot of agriculture. So my boyfriend and I would take the fruit that wasn't as good for the grocery stores and we started selling it at farmer's markets and we made a killing for our age. (laughs) And so, you know, and my, both my parents were teachers. I'd always ask my dad, like, why do you work for somebody else? He was a football coach. So he's like, I wanted to coach. He's a football player. And he's like, I love to coach. And um, I was like, I'm never going to work for anyone. (laughs) And So I've kind of been independent since I was 20. So I was a receptionist at a spa and I saw kind of the skincare world. 
And then this dermatologist kind of said, do this. And so I put a business plan together and I went around to all the doctors in my area and I landed with a plastic surgeon and a dermatologist. And I got really lucky because I was really one of the first people to do this, pioneer this kind of medical aesthetics. I got lucky. They both wanted me to come into their offices and especially the plastic surgeon, because back then doctors didn't advertise. And so I was able to advertise for facials and peels. And he was like, this is great because I'm getting this traffic inside my office. And I was grateful because I got to learn so much. And about three years into my career, lasers came on the scene. And that's when really it drove me to start my product line. So that's really how it all started. And it just snowballed from there. And how it got so famous, I literally, I met my husband who is from Hollywood and we moved to Hollywood and I bumped around several doctors in Hollywood for a couple of years and landed with one of the most prominent plastic surgeons in the world at that time. So I got exposed to who's who of the world. I mean, people would fly in from all over the world to see him. And he started having kind of a issue with the paparazzis, some bad stories in the press about some of his clients. And so it really forced me to go, okay, I need to go out on my own. And in 2004, I opened Kate Somerville on Melrose Place. And it just was busy from the day I opened it. I just got really lucky to fall into the right time, the right place with the right people <laughs> around me. I had a lot of huge celebrities coming to us, you know, at the beginning. And still to this day, we still see some of the most famous people in the world, which is great. But that's kind of how it snowballed into what it is today. Wow, that is just an incredible story. And I totally relate to your plate because I have suffered with eczema too for almost my whole life. And it's just so hard. And it really makes you appreciate how having good skin or skin that, you know, doesn't have eczema or acne makes you feel about yourself. It really does. And how valuable that is to people. So it's just amazing. So once you started your clinic, Kate, and the success just grew so much, how did you transition into becoming a business person running your own business? How did you get started doing that? Because obviously that's totally different from working at somebody else's business. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it was just by doing. I was an esthetician, so I'm not, I didn't go to business school, which I have a son that's 19 and I'm like, go to business school because you're going to be in rooms because he has huge aspirations. I'm like, you're going to be in rooms with really smart people and you, you need to learn how to read spreadsheets. And, but at the end of the day, like tenacity is something to be said for. It's like even more, I think, than just having the education, right? You know, my dad was 
a football coach. So anytime like I got hurt or I'm like, I was a horseback rider and I'd get bucked off and he'd be like, you get back up on that horse, you know? And so that tenacity, like if you have a vision and a passion, I can just tell you like, if you have the vision, just don't let anyone stop you. There's going to be a lot of doors slammed in your face. There's going to be a lot of naysayers. I still have them to this day. And I kind of honestly, like when someone says you can't do that or no, it's almost like it charges me. Like I almost want to go like, oh, watch me, <laughs> you know, and I've had a lot of doors close and I just tell you like just go around those doors and look for signs you know like I really relied on my gut like okay this is the way to go here this is the way to go there and then I also learned I read this book when I was I think I was like 20 when I read this book but it was it was a branding book on how to brand yourself and one of the first principles in that book was learn how to delegate. Obviously at 20, I didn't know how to delegate. And it basically said, if you cannot delegate to others, you will not be successful because the more minds that are around you, that they will create something bigger than you. And so when I saw you know, a hole in what I was good at, like I was not good at finance, right? So I needed a CFO. And I would just put that energy out there, like I need a CFO, and I'd get a CFO, like they'd show up, right? And so or if I needed whatever a chemist, like my chemist showed up and you know, I set high goals for myself too. Like, you know, I wanted to go on QVC and I wanted to be in prestige retail. And that had not been done until Kate Somerville. So we were the first brand ever in the history of beauty to launch on QVC and then three months later launch into Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom. So I had this vision and I'll never forget, like I was talking to some really high up people from big organizations, right? We're talking like the biggest of the biggest beauty houses. And they said, when I had a meeting with them, they took a meeting with me and they said, oh, that will never happen. And then it was just like, watch this, I'm gonna do it. And I did it. And I was the first beauty brand to do that. That is amazing. How incredible. And tell us a little bit about, to reverse a little bit, about the product line and what inspired you to start that and how that journey was, obviously getting your retailers and that type of thing. What inspired you to start the products? So it was really out of a necessity, right? So here I was, I was in the really prominent Dr. Stephen Hoffland's office, and I was using about 12 different lines of different things. And every time I was in the treatment room, I was like, God, I wish this product did this. And I really understood ingredients and what they were doing to the skin because I was watching it, right? I was like firsthand watching these ingredients transform. And so when I would give somebody their prescription card of what they were going to use when they went home, 
The physician, Dr. Stephen Hofflin, he was an innovator. He was a teacher um, at UCLA, and he was at the top of his profession. And he said to me, pulled me aside, and he said, Kate, if you want to be a real innovator, you need to innovate for yourself. And so, and also lasers had come on the scene. So these women had their degree burns. And so they couldn't use normal stuff. And so I was like, okay, I am going to do my own line. So we were at a plastic surgery convention and, you know, it was like a trade show. And I just went from booth to booth and I found this amazing compound pharmacist. And I asked him, can you create this and this with different ingredients? And he's like, absolutely. And so we started working together and formulating things. um, And they were literally in just like jugs, you know, and I would kind of pour them in jars. And so when I opened Kate Somerville on Melrose Place, I knew that I was going to start a line. I did not know I was going to take it to retail. That kind of just happened by a lot of my clients at the time. It was like Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie and Lindsay Lohan and Deborah Messing, Kate Walsh. It was like that time where TV Hollywood and paparazzi was just huge. And so these women were so kind when the press asked them, well, what's your beauty secret? They said Kate Somerville. And so what happened was we just got really big in the press and the retailers started coming to me and saying, we want to carry your line. And at the time I was kind of mixing on site. I had maybe five SKUs that were bottled already. And I was like, okay, give me a minute (laughs) and I'll put this together. And I ended up launching seven SKUs with first exfolicate at QVC. And then we launched Neiman's and Nordstrom's together which was a really big launch. And then Sephora came on really shortly after that. So honestly, like, I didn't know anything about retail, like zero. And I picked up the phone and I just started asking people like, who can help me manage retail? Who can help me? And I just found incredible people along the way to help build the brand. And that's that whole key of delegation, right? When you're not good at something or you need to find something out, go to people that do know how to do that. And, you know, I was great with my clients, building my clinic, and creating formulas and transforming skin. So I just had to find everybody around me that knew how to do the other things. Wow, that's pretty incredible. And when you were coming up with the ideas for the first couple of products, what made you start with those five? Obviously, Exfolicate is iconic at this point. So why those five when there's so many options? Yeah. So through the years, obviously, there was some game changing ingredients, right? So in the very beginning, it was alpha hydroxy. And being in the medical end of things in the medical professions, I'm so lucky my doctors kind of taught me how to read studies. 
and studies on ingredients. And so early on, I was able to find these certain ingredients early, just because the medical field, I feel kind of went deeper into the actual formulas and found unique things that were really transformative. So the first one was alpha hydroxy and Neostrata, the company Neostrata actually found glycolic originally, and then Retin-A and Retinols, right? Those were prescriptions at the time, but I knew that transformed skin. Vitamin C just came on the market. And so that was a brand called Celex C, and that was only sold in doctor's offices. And then I discovered hyaluronic acid kind of before its time, believe it or not. And so all these ingredients... I got to see work in my clinic and I got to see results from A to Z. When I was putting these formulas together, I just had to find the right path with the right chemist because you and I know having eczema, you've got to be kind of gentle with your skin, but I wanted result with that gentleness. So I had to figure out how do I balance these really powerful ingredients to not irritate, right? Because so many of my clients, they just didn't have downtime. They needed to look great and continue to look great without any kind of downtime. So there was this real balancing act on how do I achieve this incredible result without downtime? So that's what really, I think, sets my brand apart from a lot out there. And there's so much more coming too, right? Um, there's so the, the competition now in, in cosmetics and skincare is, it's kind of like the music industry, right? Like in April, you're much younger than me, but like back in the day, we got to like sit down and listen to a whole album and study the album and the artist became like this icon for us. And now like I asked my son, I'm like, you know, who's that song by? And he's like, I don't know. Cause it's like, you get so many bits and pieces now. So that's been a little bit hard to manage because I can take a client and really transform their skin from A to Z, but there's steps and there's reasons why I've created each product to get you there. So that's what I really rely my clinic on. And then obviously we're in retail. So we're really trying to train, we call them skin health experts. Like if you look at my my logo, it's Kate Somerville Skin Health Experts, because I wanted it to be not just about me, but also people that came into the business and we train and they know how to take your skin from A to Z and get you that result. Right. And as the brand grew, how did you determine what directions to go in? The individual collections kind of grew too. How did you go about that? Because it's interesting to see that some brands will launch, you know, 20 products at once, or some will launch like one every year. So was that like strategic or did it kind of just come naturally? You know, for me, it really is born out of the clinic. So if I see a skincare need, that's when I create a product. So I'm not a marketing type creator. Like I don't look at trends and say, okay, like caviar is going to be really big or 
or 24 karat gold moisturizers. Like you see all these gimmicks, right? Because we're a clinic and everything is really medically based and science based, we do things really different at Kate Somerville. So if the girls or I, or we see something we want to create because we have a hole in the line, or we just need to create something to fix something, that's when we create it. So like, for instance, Delicate, which just launched about a year and a half ago, Delicate is one of our biggest launches ever to this day in the history of Kate Somerville. And it's so crazy because it launched during COVID, the beginning of COVID. So I was really nervous about it. It's amazing. I have to say. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) This line was totally based on So a lot of clients come in and they have peels and lasers. And then I've also been seeing a lot of clients overstimulating their skin. And so I wanted to come out with something that after a laser, after a peel, or if your skin is just super irritated, I could just put the fire out, right? And you and I can relate to this so much because eczema, you're like, you feel like you're on fire, right? All the time. (laughs) But the cream really helped, I have to say. It worked. Yeah. That was just a need out of the clinic. Like the girls and I were like, what we were doing was after a peel, we'd put you on Aquaphor and we'd put you on Cetaphil, you know, kind of the bland, kind of easygoing products. But like Aquaphor would break our clients out. They were greasy. And then Cetaphil wouldn't get the Aquaphor off. And I was like, okay, let's just create this line to just get rid of any kind of irritation. Let's like give like a kind of a second skin layer. And the coolest thing April came out of Delicate. So COVID hit. And of course, all my nurses at Kate Somerville, we employ a lot of NPs and RNs and a lot of them went back on the front lines. And the clinic shut down for the obvious reasons. And they were out of PPE. They didn't have PPE. And literally, we were having calls, like, and them breaking down, going, like, I don't want to die. These were the conversations. Like, it can totally get me emotional. Sorry. (laughs) Because we really didn't know. And so we stripped the clinic of all of our PPE gave it to them and the nurses. But then what was happening was their skin was just breaking down because they were on call, you know, 12, 16 hour days, their faces were just breaking down because of the, the mass. And so I was like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity. Let's just give delicate to everybody that we could. So our first launch, most of our inventory went to healthcare workers, over 60,000 products we donated to all the healthcare workers. And I have to tell you, it was one of those products that would kind of put a blanket over their skin while they were working. And it also boosted their morale. Like we had all of our nurses that were you know, on the front lines, and we just send boxes in. And it was just a time of like, full panic, but also a time that we were able to give back to the people that really work in our clinic. You know, we were really close with that and shared their pain, for sure. 
Wow, it's such, such a fortuitous timing for that launch. Like, who would have thought? Because I'm sure you were working on it ahead of that. Oh, yeah. This was just another product launch for another reason to create a product. But that's how we create products. And Exfolicate was the same way. I actually, it was when I was mixing inside my office and I had a really famous actor come in and she was leaving for four months and she's like, Kate, I need something that is going to keep my skin looking like this. Because we did some work on her skin for some time before she left. And at the time, I just was using a scrub, like a really fine scrub to kind of lift dead skin cells. And then I paint on this beautiful enzyme mask. And so I was like, here, I dumped the beads inside the mask. And I'm like, use this twice a week. And her people called me a couple of weeks later. And they were like, she loves it. She wants more. And then she called me and she's like, Kate, you have to create this as a product. This is the most insane product I've ever used. And it was called Kate in a Jar because she had told me, she's like, I feel like you're here with me and you're like giving me facials in my shower. And I was like, okay, we'll call it Kate in a Jar. And then another big company did not like that we called it in a jar. So we had to change the name. And I, and I literally thought that was the end of my company because Kate in a Jar, we launched with that on QVC. It was our biggest seller. And so what we did was we just did a contest inside the clinic and we were like, we have to rename this. And someone came up with Exfolicate and it's still our biggest product around the world. Wow. That's amazing. And it works. It really does. See how that came to be? It works. It really works. I'm so curious, Kate. So much of what you create is so organic coming from, you know, the clinic and your experience working with people and, and your nurses experience working with them and their skin. How did that evolve, you know, in the partnership with Unilever? Is that something that, is it still the case? Have you had to adapt things? And how did they help you kind of grow your business beyond what it had been? Well, wow. So six years ago, I decided that it was time for me to sell the business more. Not so I left or, you know, separated myself. It was more so I could dive deeper into what I love. And that's creating and innovating and being closer to the creative part of things. And also knowing that it was time because we were starting to now become global. And that was just enough for me to say, okay, there's other companies and bigger companies that can help me do that in a quicker, better way, better way, especially. And so I decided it's time to sell and we packaged the business and you know, I went through all the interviews of the big beauty houses. And when I met with Unilever, it was just a special meeting because I felt like they were just like me, like there was no ego, right? They were hardworking, amazing, really smart people. But the one thing that got me was they have a heart when they're doing business. They're, they were all about green, giving back to your community. And I just felt like it was a match for me. And I also felt like 
these are people that are going to want the founder to stay with the company. And because I wasn't ready to step out of Kate Somerville and do something else. That was not my goal. My goal was to stay with the company and watch it grow and help it grow and also be able to give my innovation. It's been so far an incredible partnership even though they do own 100% of Kate Somerville, but I'm still incredibly involved. So they're actually the ones that really sat us down and said, okay, you guys really need to have a social mission. Before we had social missions of obviously healing skin, because we, we do a lot of free at the clinic, really transforming kids skin that are really in deep trouble and maybe can't afford it. And we also had a partnership with Plastic Oceans because I'm really an ocean girl and plastics are just devastating the environment, especially in the ocean. But they were like, you really need to find something that is at the heart of who you are, Kate, and also the brand. And so we dug deep and we found a partnership that really is full circle for me personally. So a lot of people don't know this. It's so funny when I meet people and they find out I'm Kate Somerville, they're like, you're Kate Somerville. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And they go, well, first off, I thought you're going to be a lot older. Secondly, I thought you were going to be kind of snooty because you're, you're in this whole Hollywood glam thing. And I'm like, no, how I grew up. So I grew up with two parents, both teachers. My mom left when I was nine and became unfortunately a severe alcoholic, so severe that she died homeless. And so my life as a child was very chaotic. My mom, I would have to be with her every other weekend, which was as a kid was hell. And my dad remarried. And so at 15, I left home on my own. And I just kind of couch surfed with my friends. And so I would do a lot of speaking events to young girls and about like, okay, like, I don't care what's stacked up against you, you can do this, right? I'd always do these speaking events. And one of my team members was like, you should really speak to foster kids, because even though I wasn't in foster care, I, I probably should have been. I'm sure there was times where I was this close to being put in foster care. I'm just lucky. My dad was still kind of circling and we had really good friends that kind of took me in at times. But what people don't understand is one out of five children have substance abuse in their family. One out of five children in foster care, when they age out of the system, become homeless. Because if you can imagine at 18, and this is hard to imagine, so some of these kids, by no fault of their own, because their parent either had substance abuse or in jail or died, have no parents. And all of a sudden at 18, the state says we're done at 18. They get a bag of their things, a list of shelters and say, you're on your own. And can you imagine that with no support system? Some of these kids have been in and out of foster homes, 50 homes and abuse and 
I mean, there's really good foster parents, but there's some cases that aren't so good. And so we found Foster Nation and I was like, this is where I want to, as long as I can give to these kids to kind of mentor them and also give them a path if they're really interested in beauty where um, we're donating a hundred thousand dollars a year annually and then we're giving five scholarships to anybody that wants to you know pursue aesthetics or cosmetology and all of our staff are mentoring kids that are interested in the beauty field so this is such a full circle thing for me Wow. That's incredible, Kate. It really is. And just that you're willing to tell your story like, and that other people in similar situations can be inspired by you. And it really shows that you can overcome so much and you did. And the success that you've built for yourself is just so awe-inspiring. And now you get to share that and help other people. Like, How much better could it be? That's incredible. It can't. This part of my life is like the first part of it, building Kate Summervive to tell you was so much fun. Like we talk about it. Like some of the girls are still with me at the clinic. Most of them for over 16 years, by the way, if you ever want like the greatest treatments ever, our clinic, they've been with me for a long time and so skilled, but we talk about the good old days, you know, building it and being scrappy and it was just so much fun and it is a different day now you know we're definitely um have more structure which is good (laughs) better definitely better 401k and all the good stuff health insurance like we didn't have that before so but yeah it's just this part is so full circle for me because if I can help one kid just one like find their way and show them that you can have a successful life. At 19, I had a special woman. She was a mentor to me. And she said to me, because I was going down a wrong path, you know, I was feeling sorry for myself. I was always in chaos because having a childhood like that, you think that's normal. And she said to me one day, she's like, listen, Kate, you can choose what your life will be. You can either choose it to go down the path like your mom did or be a mess, or you can have a great life. April, I'm just telling you, I did not know that that was a possibility. And her just saying that, I was like, oh no, I'm going to create a great life. And I did. I have a successful business. I have a successful life, but I also have a great family life. I have a beautiful son, a beautiful husband, and you can create that. And that's what I want to tell these kids at 18 that have had a really rough childhood and say, you can leave that behind you if you decide. And I want to help them. So that's exciting stuff. How powerful is that? Absolutely amazing. Well, congratulations on everything. I just love your story and how genuine you are and seeing your brand grow and touch so many people's lives is just unbelievable. So, Well, thanks, April, for having me on. And if anyone wants to get involved in Foster Nation, go to fosternation.org, I think it is, or you can go to Kate Somerville, mentor a kid. 
obviously you can donate and or <laughs> buy exfolicate from we're doing lots of really cool partnerships with Sephora so some of the proceeds from certain purchases goes to Foster Nation amazing and before we say goodbye Kate do you have a final thought you want to leave our listeners with you had so many inspiring thoughts already but if you have anything else you want to say before we Yeah. So my last thing for you, your listeners, is my favorite movie in the whole world is Nemo. And there's a reason because I'm Marlon, who is always worried, like, oh, my God, you know, like, what's happening? And Dory just said, keep swimming, just keep swimming. And there's many times in my business where I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I just kept saying, do the, the thing in front of you, and then everything else will work out. So just keep swimming. Love that. Isn't that true of life in general? <laughs> yes. It really is. It really is. Well, thank you so much. And also, Kate, I don't know if there's any way that listeners can connect with you or the brand or whatever you prefer, whether it's website, Instagram, Always katesomerville.com or you can go obviously to Kate Somerville for Instagram and Somerville is S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. So it's not (laughs) S-U-M-M. Although that would be fun too, but (laughs) (laughs) yes. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kate. This has been such a treat getting to hear your story and getting to chat with you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Check back next week for another great guest. I'm April Franzino, and this is Beauty Is Your Business. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.